I am so grateful to have you join me again today for the Encounter God Bible Study as we dive into the Word and discover who God says He is and who He can be in our lives. If you're joining me for the first time, that's great. I'm thrilled to have you as we look at the King of Kings and Lord of Lords this week. And if you've been along on this journey since the beginning, which uh, for those of you who are just joining now, we've been doing this since January of 2020, studying the names and the attributes of God every week using the Encounter God Bible study format. And what we're doing is we are diving into scripture, looking at it in context. I have found over the last week, I've used that word context, context, context in so many different ways. You know, we in our day and age enter into stories midway. We scroll through Facebook and we see a post or Instagram and, and we see an image. And how much of the story of that person's life do we really understand? Are we just seeing what's on the surface and not really understanding what it has taken to, got, to get to that place? We think about it very specifically over the weekend, my daughter uh, should have had her graduation ceremony uh, across a great big stage filled in a stadium after uh, working really hard to get to that place. But because of COVID-19, there was no great big ceremony. And my uh, middle daughter uh, just was completely inspired. Well, I shouldn't say just was completely inspired. I woke up Saturday morning and had my time with the Lord alone while the whole house was asleep. And I just said, God, please, please, please show us how to celebrate my oldest today. We really had no idea how to do it. It was too cold and even snowing on a May day to do some sort of drive-by. We have friends and family spread all across the country who could not drive by. And I was like, I don't even know what to do besides a really nice dinner and just offering blessings to her all day. How can we do this? Well, just a couple hours later, I was at the farm feeding the herd with my husband and I get a message from my middle daughter saying graduation ceremony at 4.30. And I was like, great, she got a vision. And not only she got a vision, but the Lord just completely downloaded into her heart and mind a commencement address and, and a vision for how to pull this together. And so we threw together a graduation ceremony in our living room and we Zoomed in uh, friends and family. And so my techie son was able to set up the camera and the TV and there we had a graduation ceremony for my daughter. And what was interesting was all these people throughout her life were popping up on the screen and offering some sweet and, and meaningful sentiment. And it was interesting because, you know, a typical graduation ceremony, you're not going to have any of that. But my daughter's commencement address to, to my daughter reminded Leah of all the things that she had done in, in the course of the past year and even her lifetime in my middle daughter's life. And then my middle daughter, Abby, opened the floor to the people who were over Zoom and said, do you have anything you'd like to say to Leah? And as I was listening to each of the people talk about Leah, they were making references to the experiences that they had with her. And her one high school friend uh, just made reference of all that she had overcome in the last three years. And, and you know, nobody uh, looking at the Facebook posts that I put up Saturday night would know about those difficulties, the struggles that my daughter has gone through, but both my daughters have gone through in their life. It's not obvious. 
And I think that is such a parallel example for our how we approach our relationship with God. We don't see what happened behind the scenes uh, and understand the character and the attributes of God. Like we see him as God of the universe, maybe. We understand that he is, is part of the Trinity, right? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that he created the world. We understand that Jesus came and that he came through the Virgin Mary, right? Um, and he was born and died for our sins and made a way for us to be in heaven eternally. So we understand the high level view of the gospel uh, and the purpose of Jesus. Uh, but do we understand the nuances of God's character and attributes and how it's come into existence? And that's where we have to move out of the kind of scrolling mentality of our faith and into that deep abiding relationship with God. The most meaningful things that were said about my daughter came from walking through the most difficult situations with her. And, and that was actually pretty much everybody that was on the Zoom call uh, and reminding Leah not only of who she is, but what she has accomplished by the power of God's work in her. And, and that was another takeaway for me that sometimes I don't understand what it means to bless the Lord or why we have to praise God for who he says he is. And yet the reality of it is that that is relationship building. My, my daughter was beaming and crying as I was sobbing at hearing how she's impacted people's lives. It just feels good for the soul to know our significance. And, and God wants to know that we hold him as King of King and Lord of Lords in our life. So if you would turn with me um, to 1 Timothy uh, chapter 6, might be a funny place. You might be thinking that we're going to go to the Old Testament, but we're going to the New Testament here. And, and Timothy has received these instructions and picking up at verse 11, I love it in the CSB. It's different than the NLT translation that's on the scripture memory card. And and these scripture memory cards are ones that you can grab in the Encounter God Bible study uh, available at academy.moretobe.com. That's how you can enroll in the Encounter God Bible study. So verse 11 says, But you, man of God, flee from these things. And so obviously there's more context that you can read from the beginning of, of actually 1 Timothy through. And pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of, faith, of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you have made a good confession in the presence of many witnesses. In the presence of God who gives life to all and of Jesus Christ who gave a good confession before Pontius Pilate. I charge you to keep this command without fault or failure until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then here's our key verse 15. God will bring this about in his own time. He is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who alone is immortal and who lives in unapproachable light, whom no one has seen or can see, to him be honor and eternal power Amen. Do we refer to God and think of him as sovereign overall, the King of kings and the Lord of lords? And I love it when, when we can look at words and see meaning in them. 
you know, king, capital of kings, lowercase. Lord, capital of Lord, lowercase. And of course, you know, I love to go to the Greek. So I did that to see where there are differences in the original language and what is the meaning of it. So king of all the land. And then Lord, there are two different varieties or versions of that word Lord. So there is Kyros and Kyrio. And Kyros, Lord with a capital, is to whom a person or thing belongs, about which he has power deciding. In particular, it is the title of God, the Messiah. Whereas Kyrio, Lord, lowercase, is rule over, dominion over, influence or power over. And so he is not just Lord, lowercase, to rule over us, have dominion over us, influence over us, and power over us. But he is Lord, capital case, who we belong to. He has the power over us and he has the title of Messiah in our lives. And in that is where we put our trust in, in the one who is, back to verse 16, immortal, who lives in unapproachable light, who no one has seen or can see, to him be honor and eternal power. How will our lives change when we live under the lordship of our Messiah? How does that give context to the things that the word calls us to do and how we are called to live? You know, my daughter said to me last night in a conversation, the one that just graduated, she said, you know, all my life, the one thing that you and dad have done is you have made it always about Jesus. And I, I'm like, but by the grace of God, that's all I can say. She said, in every situation, it always came back to, is this aligned with the heart of God? Is this consistent with who Jesus says he is and how Jesus calls us to live? And I, I just honestly, like that is nothing short of a miracle. If you know my story, you know I grew up in an emotionally and physically abusive home. I did not come to know Jesus until I was 20 years old, right? And so I have had to learn everything about who Jesus is from that day that I bent my knee before him and said, God, I put my faith in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I want to live like him the rest of my life. And the last 26 years has been about who is Jesus and how do I live like him? And I have failed again and again and again. I am one of the most selfish people you probably will ever meet. I am prone to anger. I can be insanely lazy and controlling at the same time. There is nothing in me, in my flesh, that is like Jesus at all. But the fact that my daughter is making life decisions and has learned by our modeling, which just blows my mind, that to ask herself the question, how does this line up with the heart of God? How does this represent Jesus? How does this honor the Lord of Lords? She has an identity of of this, that she belongs to him and that her decisions need to be made from that perspective. And it's a process that we do imperfectly. But when we understand the context of scripture and why God has done this for us, I think that there can be motive to do it uh, intentionally, thoughtfully, 
that our lives align with his best when we surrender to his lordship in our lives. And I just hope and pray that that inspires you no matter where you are today, what you're struggling with, if you are still in COVID, if you, you know, stay at home orders, if you're out of it, if you are overwhelmed, if you are full of gratitude and gratefulness for where God has you today, I just pray that you would know he loves you. He has set his life, your life apart for him and, and for his glory. And when you let go of the need to know everything, I'm raising my hand here, and fall into the comfort of his provisions and the lordship over your life, you will discover a peace and a joy that your heart craves and your soul longs for. And, and that is the result of choosing to, to think biblically and live transformed, but by the grace of God. And I pray that for you and I pray that for your legacy. I'm so glad that you joined me in this Encounter God Bible study today, whether you're watching it in the Bible study course or have listened to it on the More To Be podcast. We are here as a ministry to help you, like I just said, think biblically and live transformed and align your life with God's best. I will see you next time.